0: Cowan, it's uh, Shannon on the program for this. Uh, what day is this, Tuesday? It is now. And Thank you. And um, the NBA draft is just a couple days away. And will it impact on the decisions the Toronto Raptors specifically will make? Probably not. Probably those decisions have already been made. But there are plenty of things that could happen and probably over the next week to 10 days. And we're going to chat about all of those things. Matt Devlin, the play-by-play voice on television, and uh, Eric Smith, one of the play-by-play voices on radio for the Toronto Raptors will both join us, and they will do so after these messages. So some hoops talk for uh, today, Mr. Shannon, and our uh, guests are not unfamiliar uh, to the audience, we assume. Um, Matty D, Matt Devlin is with us, Eric Smith. Sportsnet as well. Well, um, we have spent several weeks, many weeks actually, contemplating the future of the Toronto Raptors specifically uh, without any real knowledge of the direction that this franchise will will go, but that should come to an end, Mr. Devlin, over the next few days. The draft is uh, this Thursday. I don't know how much that will tell us, but ensuingly free agency um, will arrive and um, I guess we'll find out what the Raptors have in mind. Do you have any clue? Well,
1: I think right now you probably, uh, Bobcat could go in a lot of different directions and I think that's what Messiah is thinking of. Um, I think number one, with the draft, you're everybody knows it's Cade Cunningham, number one. I think everybody understands who the five, players are Cunningham, Green, Mobley, Suggs and Barnes. After Cunningham, is it Jalen Green? Is it Evan Mobley? Does Mobley slide? Does Suggs go three? You know, I think the Raptors, their mindset is more than likely it's going to be a Mobley or a Suggs, Mm -hmm. you know, there at four. So that also uh, could change. What direction do you go? Do you get involved in a sign and trade? There are reports that um, you know, Kyle Lowry's looking for a three-year, ninety million dollar deal. That would have to be more than likely a sign and trade. So let's see what happens there. Do you decide to bring him back? I, I don't know if Eric feels the same or Bobcat, you do or uh, JS, you do. But watching the playoffs and seeing those two teams in the finals once again, I, I just go, you know, I, I understand last year the team didn't play well, but you know, there are a lot of things swirling around, as we've all discussed. They're not as far away from being right back in the mix as one would think. So there's a lot of different directions they can go. I kind of laid out a couple of the different directions, and I don't think uh, that those decisions are being made today. I am always leery with Maasai. We've heard about Pascal. Um, Not to say that he wouldn't be a player that quite possibly could get moved. There's, you know, Chris Taps, Przingis, his name's out there as a player that people are. And there's a couple of other players, Ben Simmons, right, that people go, well, they're a little bit down. You know, do you sell when they're a little bit down? Probably not. Um, So for Pascal hearing that, I'm always leery um, because as we know with Masai, nothing gets out. Nothing gets out. Inclusive of his own contract. Mm-hmm. Nothing gets out. So um, that's kind of just
0: the perspective yeah. uh, that I have. E, you want to chime in anything you disagree with?
2: No, you know what? I, I Matt's last point is kind of what I was sitting on. And he brought it up. I, I think Bob, anytime with the Raptors, when there's this much chatter, it actually makes me lean the other way that it's actually not happening or, or less likely to happen. And listen, I might be proven wrong in 24, 48 hours or less if a Siakam deal goes, does go down, but it, it is strange. I think we all would acknowledge to hear this much talk around one specific player, and it might just be attributed to the silly season and the rumor mill and everything else, but we don't normally have uh, leaks of any kind, let alone leaks this big uh, about any player or, or any person within the Raptors organization. So that does make me kind of give a... A bit of a, an eyebrow to everything that's happening and all the talk that's out there. And to, to go back to where Matt started as well, we all know the four or five names. Um, what I find interesting, and Matt, you kind of said it, and I, I, I don't want to misrepresent what you said, but I think I, I would agree that at three, four, if it's Suggs or Mobley, Mobley or Suggs, unless the Toronto Raptors are dead set on one of those guys, I'm also surprised to hear about the chatter of the potential trade that may or may not involve the Raptors moving up. Like, unless they're truly locked in on one of those two guys, and that has to be their player, I would be thinking you're sitting back saying, we're absolutely fine with either one of those guys. Either one of those guys could easily be the number one pick in this year's draft, let alone any other draft year. So if Cleveland takes Mobley, we're great with Suggs. Cleveland takes Suggs, we are fantastic with Mobley. And I think you're set either way. So if there's a trade that clearly states the Raptors have one guy in mind specifically, and have to make sure they get that guy. Eric, do you have a preference of Suggs or Mobley? Um, you know what, John? This is why I always say I wish that the the uh, the draft came after free agency, mm-hmm. because I think free agency might help me dictate what I truly you know need more. Oh, yeah. And I know the rap the Raptors are clearly going to draft best talent period, no matter what, as they should, and and I would as well. But if Kyle Lowry were to go on in free agency, whether it be outright or in a sign and trade, um, I probably would much rather have Suggs, knowing that I've got some depth in that backcourt alongside Fred Van VanVleet, and assuming he's still here, uh, a young Malachi Flynn, and even if Trent's back, Trent Jr. I- I'm looking pretty good in the backcourt, I think. But if suddenly Kyle Lowry's back, and on a three-year $90 million deal, or something of the ilk, and I've still got Lowry, and I've still got Van VanVleet, and I maybe still have Malachi Flynn, and I'm trying to re-sign Gary Trent, man, do I need Suggs? Or would it be great to have a mobile, athletic, versatile, big like Mobley? So, again, I don't know if I answered your questions. I don't know that I have a preference because I think both would be fantastic. But one would fit a need more than the other, depending on what shakes down in free agency, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I'm wrong here. I'm intrigued by what you guys say. You know, we all fall in love with players who have achieved a personal and collective team success within a franchise, like a Kyle Lowry. No one will say anything bad about Kyle Lowry. But, I mean, just listening to you two guys eloquently describe what the backcourt situation looks like right now and could look like, I just don't see Kyle Lowry coming back. I just don't see the Raptors showing tremendous interest in him. You cannot be emotional in these kinds of situations. You love the guy, you respect the guy. It'd be nice for him to finish his career here, but we're long past that era. Um, you don't overpay for guys, at, as particularly when they're 35, 36 years old. I, th- I think we're at 90% that Lowry is no longer a Raptor. What do you guys think, E? Give you first.
2: Uh, I don't know if I'd put the number that high, Bob, because I think you know if, if Chris Paul proved anything, and granted, yeah, I know they lost, but if Chris Paul proved anything, there's a lot of value in a veteran point guard who's been there, done that, that can run the show, that's got the intelligence that he does, that Lowry does, et cetera, uh, that can make a big impact on a team and even on a young team. I mean, look at the experience or lack thereof in Phoenix and look how far they went this year. And do I anticipate, Bob, that they'll be there next year? No, I think the West is going to be a lot better, but I think Phoenix is not going away. I don't think this was a blip on the radar. So I think Kyle Lowry still carries a ton of importance to this organization. and, And if he's ultimately not a Raptor, he will be a big get. For whichever team he goes to. But I do acknowledge where you're coming from in that, you know, you do kind of step back a little bit and go, man, if it's, if the numbers are true and if he ultimately gets this or close to it, $90 million for three years for a 36, 37, 38 year old guy by the time the deal's done, man, that's, that is a lot of coin and you got to make sure that you're obviously getting value. And I think Kyle has proven to this point that he's been worth every penny. So if you're banking out what he's done for you, I think he's still a very, very important piece. But as I say again, this would be a hell of a lot easier decision if you could draft after the fact. Because if Suggs is still there, then to me there's, there's definitely a trickle-down coming later in the summer trades or otherwise because I just don't envision this team. And I might be wrong. I don't envision this team going into the season with Van Vliet, Lowry, Flynn, Suggs, and Trent Jr. Something Neither do I. Get,
1: so.
0: Neither do I. Uh, Matty D.?
1: Well, it's always the third year at this stage of a player's career, right? I mean, that is what is being discussed. And it, it's it's uh, in any sport, uh, based upon his age, it's the third year, right? He's looking for that term because he knows uh, exactly what that third year will mean to him. So um, I understand where uh, you may think, well, you know, should we? or shouldn't we? But but again, it goes back to this. For me, I think that you can reboot, you can reload. I don't think you have to break this thing all down. I think you just look at the NBA, right? And you see how the landscape plays out and how much health plays a factor. And we could all go back and think about, you know, Kawhi and, and his decision to leave and uh, if he had stayed, what would have been? Um, so, you know, if if you want to get right back into the mix, I believe that Kyle Lowry is somebody that you want to uh, bring back. If you decide that, hey, look, it, let's go ahead and let's kind of change a little bit of the approach here, then maybe you decide sign and trade or allow him to walk. I, I believe, I could be wrong, That if you're sitting in Miami, if you're sitting in Philadelphia, if you're even out in L.A., you're saying to yourself, geez, maybe, maybe we should have made a deal at the deadline to bring in Kyle Lowry. Because I'll tell you this, Kyle Lowry in Philadelphia would have been a difference maker. Thousand percent. Kyle Lowry in Miami, difference maker. Thousand percent. He's that sort of player. He is a difference maker. And when the ball goes up in the air, we've said this a million times about Kyle. You say whatever you want about him. He can change a game without making a shot. How many players can do that? Now think about that, right? Six one, six two, 6'2", you know, can make an impact on the game. And that's not necessarily his passing ability or the way he – I mean, he, how many touchdowns have we seen him throw, right? but defensively and that impacts so many people around them and so um it'll be again as he said it's going to be interesting to see you know what happens and who is there at four and ultimately what are the decisions that are made at that point but i i i have no issue whatsoever of you know everybody likes you know the terminology of you know running it back i i have you know, the Raptors being back in Toronto, which we all expect uh, the Raptors having some fans in the arena, which we all hope and expect um, that. I think that that is impactful. And and so if they decide to take another run, then you bring back out. If you decide, you know, Hey, look at, we need to make a few adjustments along the way then. Okay.
3: You, you, well, you, Matt, you talked about how secretive and discreet Messiah is, but don't you think he's already decided on Lowry? And we, don't you think that he, and perhaps even he and Lowry have made a decision Um, because I, I don't know what would the influences be between now and either Thursday or now and free agency that would change for the Raptors. Maybe the Valanciunas trade yesterday to New Orleans changed something. I don't know, but don't you think that they've already figured out what to do with Lowry? and We just don't know.
1: Um, I would think, John, that at this stage, just like we discussed, I I don't think that there's been any final decision. That's just my okay. okay. I think that there's a plan A, B, C, D, E, F, and G. I don't even know if you need to go that far, but I do believe that there's hey, here are the three different options, right? Um, in the direction because I think, as you know, in any sport, as a general manager you know, you could say, okay, Hey, this is exactly what we're going to do. But now all of a sudden, let's say tomorrow night, you know, Houston doesn't do what everybody expects them to do. What happens if Cleveland goes in a different direction, right? Because there's been a lot of talk in Cleveland that they want to package some players up and move out. So does that mean that they decide to go with Suggs? And now all of a sudden, as E mentioned earlier, you end up with a Mobley now he can't shoot the, three he can't spread the floor but yet he can dive to the rim he can do you know he he can block shots he's mobile you know now he's 19 years of age and are you going to bring a 19 year old we know how good the development plan is but you know once you get to the postseason we understand you know the differences there so no I don't think that that decision has been made definitively as Mm -hmm. of yet well I think there's still conversations
0: The options are many. We understand that. One of the things, let me just throw this out there, because one of the things that came up was the speculation that Lowry and DeRozan, who were very close, and I guess remain close off the court, might have some interest in getting back together, and people have penciled in the LA Lakers as a possible destination for the two of them. Should we even be discussing the possibility of DeRozan coming back and rejoining Lowry? Is that beyond the realm of possibility, E? I don't know if it's beyond the realm, Bob, but if we take
2: DeMar at his word and and we've never had any reason not to, he was always a straight shooter. Uh, His most recent interview, I guess, with Shannon Sharp is winning is Paramount right now. And 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 that opportunity to try and win a title, and it's trumping winning, or excuse me, trumping money for him at this point. Um, and I would I would assume that DeRozan right now, uh, his thirteenth year in the league, would probably look at an opportunity to maybe play at home with either the Lakers or Clippers, both of whom I would think, as of whatever the hell the date is today, July 27th, we probably would all collectively say have a better chance than the Toronto Raptors of winning a championship this coming season. That may change, but as of right now, so to me, if I were DeMar DeRozan, Bob, um, I think there's a lot of reasons why a return to Toronto would be great and it would be a great fit and it would be a great story and he'd have a great chance to win. But I also would look at the Lakers and go, man, if this is my last deal or my second last deal or a chance to, to play at home and to play alongside one of the greatest of all time and compete for a championship, man, I, I I know for me, that'd be very hard to turn down. Very hard to turn down. And, and if he's true to his word, like I say, and he's, he always has been, um, I think he has made enough money in his career. And he's also struggled the last couple of years, struggled in terms of as a team, not getting you know further beyond the first round, competing yep. for a championship in San Antonio. I think he liked that taste that he was getting in Toronto. And, and, and it's been gone now. So to find it, to get it back, let alone to have a chance to compete for that title that he missed out with the Raptors, I think that is going to be paramount right now for him.
0: You want to throw your two cents in, Matty? Yeah, I don't disagree with
1: anything he said. It it is intriguing uh when you think about it. Um, because as he was talking about, you, you think back, and and of course, you would do these deals all over again because you won a, an NBA title. But you know, JV is a different player today than he was uh when he was traded. And DeMar is a different player today than when he was traded. And sometimes you get traded in. You have to learn different aspects, you learn different things, but I think you could bring Jamar back. Uh, I I don't think it's going to happen, but I'm saying, you know, could he help the team? Yes. Could JV, could JV help the team? Yes, of course. You know, but, um, but I, realistic, I, I don't think so. You know, not, not at this stage. Right. I mean, this, this team right now, you, you have, you know, Fred, who, you know, um, you know, if Kyle's not around, he's, you know, he's going to be the starting point guard. He's, he's started the last couple of years. Um, You're going to have Malachi Flynn, who they really like. Um, You're going to have the continued development of OG Ananobi. Um, Can Pascal kind of find himself again, right? I think that to me is really uh, the big thing, you know, going forward. And then obviously what they do with the five position, right? And I think that when you look at the progression of this organization and team, You have so much of, you know, what we call back in the day, the bench mob now, you know, they're starters and have been for a while and it's replenishing that aspect of it, the depth. That was a huge issue for the Raptors last year, right? They just didn't have the depth, but I think some of the players that they brought in late, uh, whether it be a Gary Trent Jr., uh, you know, Freddie Gillespie, um, you know, I thought, you know, that's going to add to, you know, the depth, Ken Birch, obviously, depending upon what happens there. Uh, So again, there are different options here. I, I don't think one of the options, though, uh, is DeMar DeRozan at this stage.
0: Okay. And I don't disagree. But you mentioned the bench. And before we break, uh, I think we would all be in agreement that we expect the bench to change rather dramatically in terms of personnel. It simply wasn't where you would want it to be as a whole last year. E? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I'm not sure, Bob. Uh, Like, listen,
2: the short answer is, and the easier answer is yes, improvements are needed. But right off the bat, right off the top of my head, I think about, um, again, assuming all these guys are around, if Gary Trent Jr. is re-signed, is he actually in the starting lineup or is he a sixth man coming off the bench? To me, that's a pretty good weapon to have off the bench if he's not starting. I assume Chris Boucher is not starting. Pretty good weapon to have off the bench as a sixth, seventh man, as your your maybe first big or your versatile four or five kind of guy. And then after that, uh, again, assuming he's still around, um, to have a young point guard that's coming up and learning behind uh, Fred Van Vliet, maybe the primary backup in Malachi Flynn. There's three guys right there. Now, do you need more? Yes. You're not going to roll in and go with an eight, nine man rotation. So uh, yeah, I think there will need to be an uptick. But in terms of what specifically or where they go, I honestly couldn't even tell you right now, Bob, what the biggest need is, because I think those three guys are pretty darn good. Uh, and I would anticipate uh, they're going
1: to play a, a significant role on this team this season. Yeah, and I I would I don't disagree with that, um, uh, Bobcat. I, I, I will say this. I think that length – I think they need to add some length, you know, from a mm-hmm. defensive standpoint. I think that that's going to be key. We talked about the five. That will depend upon what happens in the draft. Uh, but to Eric's point, I mean, you know, you can come up with five guys right now depending upon what happens with the starters, right? Uh, that could actually uh, do a solid job and a good job, and and so um, I, I also think, and I've said this before, and I'm a, you know, you know, I'm a big believer in this, and 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 I think Julius Randle is is one of those players where so many players come into the NBA now at 19 years of age, and it just it, it you know it's it's the circumstance, it's you know, the team. Um, what's going on around them, um, you know, the development model, all these other different things. And all of a sudden, you know, here they are six, seven years into their career. They've been with, you know, two, three different teams. And, And if I was in pro scouting, I would be looking at, you know, the last five lotteries and saying, okay, where are these players and who hasn't developed because we have a phenomenal development model here, right. With the Toronto Raptors, I'm speaking as if you're inside that room. And, and so I think that there are players to be found in that. And we've seen this now, um, you know, throughout the last five, six, seven years where, you know, players come in, you're, I mean, think about Phoenix, right. How many lottery picks they had now, Thankfully, they found Devin Booker at 13 and then DeAndre Ayton, who you could say, you know, has worked out well. You could have also had Luka Doncic, you know, at one overall. But but anyway, you know, you have that player. Right. And so now all of a sudden you transition out They're 25, 26 years of age they've been with a couple of different organizations and maybe there's something there that your organization can change. I mean, think about what golden state what those players are talking about right now. Right. They they're, they're like, they're looking at their talk about Kyle Lowry. They're looking at their clock. Right. And they're Mm -hmm. saying, Hey, look at, we got to win now. And you know, okay. You know, it's great that we have this young, big, but (laughs) we, we kind of know when, when push comes to shove, what we need. Right. And so, um, and, and think about how Milwaukee, you know, Milwaukee did it, right? I mean, you know, you know, you you go get a PJ Tucker, uh, you know, Giannis ends up playing the five. I mean, you know, Bud, you know, holes or Bud, you know, goes in typically. the you know, he he's more stringent as we know. He criticized, whatever he opens that up. You have Chris Middleton, a veteran, uh, Holiday, a veteran, right? So um, I think there's just a lot of things out there that uh you know maybe you could enhance that bench by doing doing some of those things
0: let's take a quick break and we'll come back and uh, chat some more about some players who um, may or may not be on the table we'll be back after these messages It's McCowan, it's uh, Shannon, it's uh, Matt Devlin, and Eric Smith as we uh, talk about basketball and specifically the Toronto Raptors. Hey, hey before
3: we go on, I, I just want to go on the record. There's no way I'm paying Kyle Lowry through with ninety million dollars. Me neither. There's no way. There
0: is no. I love way. the guy, we... but I'm not doing it.
3: I mean, that that's that's. I mean, they've got money tied up other places that I don't like, and I, I wouldn't like it tied up there either. I just wouldn't, I just, it doesn't, it doesn't make any, I mean, I I think it was you, Maddie, that said, this is a business, Um, you know, this is, this is not the time to be signing a guy for almost a hundred million dollars. It doesn't make any sense
0: from a business perspective. It doesn't. Well, let's talk about possible other things that could take place. Matt talked about players getting to, you know f- three, four, five years into their NBA career and uh, maybe they're ready to blossom. Mm-hmm. Is Ben Simmons a guy who's ready to blossom, or is Ben Simmons <laughs> a problem that you want to avoid? Because he is allegedly out there. Now not necessarily linked directly to the Toronto Raptors, but you know, we can all do one, one, plus one equals two. E, would you have any interest in Simmons? thousand percent. I,
2: I, I think that every team in the league should have interest in Ben Simmons. And, and I think too many people are caught up in the fact that can he shoot the three? Can he, does he have a mid-range game? Is he good enough offensive? Whatever it is, I'll look at it and say, we've got a defensive player of the year candidate. We've got a multi-time all-star we've got an all defensive team player that alone is good enough for me period. I mean, if we were just to insert player X right here, Bob, Matt, John, and just say a player X has been a multi-time all-star in a first team, all defensive and a second team, all defensive and, and been in the voting for defensive player of the year. Um, would you be interested in said player? Yes.
3: At that yes. cost, Eric, at well, that I, cost. Well, that's
2: that, that. This is the key question, I guess, John is, what is the cost? And, and listen, I hate getting into the rumors and the fantasy and create my own and everything else. Hypothetically, if, if, if it's a sign and trade for Kyle Lowry and you look at it and go, we're getting younger, we're maybe switching Ben Simmons' position, he's not necessarily going to be a point guard for us. He might play the forward position. He might be sort of a point forward, a guy that we know can handle the ball. And, and again, going back to everything we discussed in the first segment about the development of the Raptors and, and being able to change guys and help guys and morph guys, the only thing that needs to be changed is an uptick in his offense. He's a hell of a defensive player already. I'll take that mold. You give me a player that I already has the intangibles. I'll work on the other stuff. I'll take a ready-made All-Star type product. But yeah, when you say cost, now do I want to give up Pascal Siakam for Ben Simmons? To me, it's like that's that's almost a wash in a sense. You're trading two very good players. That do they really need a fresh start? Like I, I think Philadelphia shouldn't even be trading Ben Simmons. I think they should be keeping him. That's why I said 29 teams should be interested. If I'm the Sixers, I keep Ben Simmons and find a way to work with Ben Simmons or rework his offense or find somebody to come play alongside him to take some of the pressure off as a point guard or as a decision maker. But I would keep that guy. Absolutely. Mm, So to me and all this comes down to And John, you would know this well from from every walk of life, especially in hockey circles. It's always about the cost coming the other way. Is it a, a move? that makes sense in terms of what we're getting versus what we're giving up. But in terms of the player himself, the talent he has and that he brings, I think every general manager in the league should be trying to make a deal with Philadelphia to get this guy.
1: Yeah. I, 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 you know, sorry to jump in, but I agree with Eric Smith. I, you know, a couple of things, I think um, going back with Philly, um, if I was Philly, I would have kept JJ Redick. I think that would have helped. And if I was Philly, I would have traded for Kyle Lowry. And I think that, both of those moves uh, would have helped uh, Ben Simmons big time. Ben Simmons is, you know, getting set to walk into a five-year, roughly $170 million deal. He's a three-time all-star. He is a force to be reckoned with. And so from an organizational standpoint, you know, it's a, it's a conversation. He's a young man that no matter what he is a perennial all-star and more than likely a Hall of Famer, no matter, right? No matter what he does on a go-forward basis, if he ever shoots, you know, 60% from the free throw line or ever figures out how to shoot, period. He has been a dominant force his whole life. And it's just, it's, it's, there's a couple of things. When he was at LSU, as we know, they did not make the NCAA tournament, right? His father played professionally in Australia. You know, I, I don't know him at all. I would just be curious from the psychological standpoint of, um, you know, is there, you know, some of this is, you know, I mean, he's hearing it all the time in Philly. So do you need a new place to go to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that he does, but I do think that he probably, it would and he may already have somebody, but, you know, somebody to talk to, lean on, and then also, you know, let's work on this shot. And I'm often reminded in situations like this of, of a story Matt Harpering told me, which is just a great story. He, Matt Harpering played for Larry Brown in Philadelphia, Chuck Daly in Orlando, and Jerry Sloan in Utah. I mean, what, what unbelievable three coaches. And, and as you guys may recall, at the end, Chuck Daly took over Orlando, kind of brought out of retirement, got them back into the playoffs, and they were down to Philadelphia, Um, and on the verge of getting swept back when it was best of five in the first round. And Matt told me, he said, you know, and you know, Chuck Daly, Daddy Rich, right, walks in the room and and at halftime they're down. And he said to everybody there, and it really tells you about, and I've had I had conversations with Chuck about, you know, are you a college coach? Are you a pro coach? Because he's a very successful college coach. And he said he loves, you know, he loved, you know, the pro game and, and talking to the pro players. And and he walked in the room and said, I got my money, you know, and he, you know, I got, I think he was at 7 million a year at the time, 7 million in the bank. And then he went down each player, the 15 players, you know, you're, you're on a three year, X, $20 million deal. you you know, you got 5 million, you have this, you have that, right. And he went down through everybody's contract, and, and it was, hey, we all have that, right? We're all fortunate. We all have that. What's next? What's next? And then he walked out of the room, <laughs> right? And what what's next is winning, right? Mm-hmm. And they ended up going on and winning that game. They eventually lost the series, but it was a really interesting thing because when you look at the greatest of the greats in all sports, in all sports, Tom Brady, to Michael, to Wayne, to it's winning, right? Winning is the legacy. And I just, you know, he's, you know, Ben Simmons is to wrap it back up, is a young player. What has the environment been like in Philadelphia, right? I mean, we know what it was early on and, and you know, losing and this out and now you're coming. It is a process, you know, trust the process it is a process of winning and then when you surround him with some players maybe that have won right cuz it, it doesn't always have to come from the coach right it can come from within well the i'm, and, I'm and, and, and 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 i'm just curious is he a player hey if you put the time in if you do this whatever cuz the money's going to be there he's going to be an all-star and he's going to be a hall of famer whether you like his game or not he is a dominant Force, in my opinion well and you both i you was... both
0: you both love yeah. the guy i get it um i will counter by saying only this philadelphia apparently views him as an expendable asset yeah if, fair a, enough. If, a, if a guy is that good and has no warts that aren't apparent oh he
1: has warts we know he does in this game
0: well well,
3: and, and to, to follow up what you talked about, Chuck Daly, uh, uh, Matt, uh, if Doc Rivers has been there a year and we're we're hearing more of this, what does that say? Well, it says Doc Rivers doesn't doesn't well, like that's him, right. or or
1: well, that that's why I'm curious, and I don't know. Again, this is mere conjecture, speculation. Like I'm curious, like you know, at this stage, you know that every player goes through these stages, right? Where you're a young player and yes, money, fame, you're an all star. I mean, even think about Pascal, right? You know, it's tough to handle all of that. You know, Pascal was given a big contract. I'm an all star. And then, you know, but here's the thing greatness is in consistency, doing it every night. Mm -hmm. not doing it
0: for two weeks. Well, are you telling me he's a great player? Are you telling me that Simmons is a great player? He has the potential to be. He's going to be an all-star. But Philadelphia is prepared to walk away from this Right. I think
1: he has the potential to be the best player in the game.
0: Wow. Right now. That's way above where I would rate him. I got to tell you. Bob shoots free throws better than he does.
1: I know that, but I'm saying, but who's working with him on that aspect of the game? Does he want to work on that aspect of the game? That's kind of my, I don't know that, you know, but he is 6'10". He is tough to handle. He can guard. He can get to the rim. Yes, he needs to work on his jumper. And we all know that, but he's got, he's got the tools in the town, whether or not, are we talking about Billy Bean and the five tools and, you know, Moneyball and all the other—that part of it I don't know. But how many six, ten point guards are there out there at his size that can do what he can do? There's just not many. So now, what
0: you're saying is the Philadelphia 76ers are stupid if they trade them. I think they are. I think they are. I mean, Bob, uh, I'll go back. You're, to, I mean, you're I, entitled. You're entitled I, to that, E. But but this, that that is the got to be the the next but, part of the analysis. Well, here's here's but, the thing. There's a couple of levels to this, and and
2: and Matt will throw it back to you in a second here. But like, I'll go back and at the risk of being repetitive, to what I said earlier, if I could t- forget the name, forget the name of the person, and I don't care if it's 2021 or 1981, if I tell you that I have a guy, and Matt just said that is 6'10, that is athletic, that can guard the blank out of you that can shut guys down, that can guard multiple positions, that can be a perennial defensive player of the year, candidate, nominee, winner, all defensive player. Do you want that player on your team? Are you willing to pay for that player? I've got to assume 30 general managers will say yes, yes. And they would pay a hefty fee for that as well, because you want that guy that shuts it down. Now I'm going to say he's a Decent offensive player in terms as a slasher using that that athleticism, but said player, not very good in in the mid-range, not very good at the free throw line, not very good at the three. He's got some flaws in his game that need to be worked on, The man, he's going to be a hell of a defensive player for you and shut things down. I would say everybody's going after that guy. So yes, he is a great player, a great defensive player, and has the potential to be a very good, if not great, all-around player. And I would rather work with that player with the shell I have than trade him away. So yes, I think it will be foolish for Philadelphia move. Him. I think he looks like a completely different player. If he's got Chris Paul or Kyle Lowry or whomever, a, 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 a solid veteran point guard who can run the show and he can get away from that position here, whether he's playing yeah, the three or four, whatever, get him away from the point in my, here, again, my opinion. Yeah.
1: Here, here's the other factor. And we, we just don't know all, all of this, right. We know this. He has been a dominant player. I mean, he's a three-time all-star. He's been a dominant player throughout his entire life. He's always been able to get to the rim. So he, he's never really, it appears, worked on the other aspects of his game. And for the first time, more than likely, within the context of basketball, is facing adversity, right? And so how does he emerge from that? I mean, I mean, these are all You know, it's no different from, you know, somebody down the line for, you know, put contract aside. Right. Like he's facing in his job adversity, really, for the first time. And he's a young man that to me, if I'm Philadelphia, I wouldn't give up on. There's just not many players like that. around. Well, but again, what I would do, what I would do is I would go surround him. Right. As we've already talked about. With other players that have been there, done that, just like Chris Paul and Devin Booker and yeah, yeah, those yeah. sort of different things. Now Devin Booker, as we know, is you know one of the elite shooters, different, you know, different skill set. But um, I just don't know when you've been a dominant pres. Here's the part that's the unknown for me because I've never talked to Ben Simmons, e- you know, and and you're you guys are you know talking about how Philadelphia wants it, you know, does he? You know, does he think about his legacy and where he could be in the game? Because he knows no matter what, like more than like he'll be a 10-time all-star, right? He'll he'll be potentially a Hall of Famer, um, and all those other different things.
0: At the um, end of the day, I hate to interrupt you, but 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 we we keep yeah. going round and round and round in circles. At the end of the day, what we need to understand is is Philadelphia interested in trading him? And the speculation is yes, and no one has denied it. And there is something about ben simmons that doc rivers or the philadelphia 76ers don't like and you better know what that is and and be comfortable that that is correctable um, i think he's a dangerous acquisition and i I, uh, ta- I, take, I take i take i take him
1: in a heartbeat
0: well, I, I wouldn't I, even think I twice like, about it. I like, I bet, I like the idea of of, of Philadelphia getting uh, Lowry and seeing how Simmons works with Lowry in Philadelphia rather than getting rid of Ben Simmons. Um, you mentioned w- w- quickly here. You mentioned Przingis earlier. Should the Raptors have any interest in him? Yeah, that's why I feel. Eh. Yeah. I don't hey, know hey, how hey, much he's,
3: he's changing. So, uh, I just one more thing because we we've spent right. a ton of time on Simmons. And there has been almost as much talk at times in the offseason about Siakam yeah. um, has the, has the organization, do you feel the organization has soured on Siakam?
2: I don't know if they've soured John. I think that uh, here's the way I approach it. Again, go back to where we started this 40 minutes ago or so, how much of this is actually fact because right. stuff like this rarely leaks out from the Raptors. So that's the caveat to everything. But then this is what got me in trouble years ago. With uh, with Antonio Davis, way back when, when I, I said something similar to, you know, going back to what I said to you as well, I think earlier, John, to, to give up something to get something, you know, you got to give to get. And mm-hmm. I remember way back when saying, you know, you're not trading Vince Carter. The only other real tradable asset you have, something of true value on this team is Antonio Davis. So if you're going to make a move, I guess you're trading Antonio Davis because Vince Carter's not going anywhere. And the next day, I've got Antonio Davis pointing his finger literally into my chest saying, you're trying to run me out of town. Why do you want me traded? And I said, if anything, it was actually a compliment. I didn't say, I want you traded. I said, you're actually a very good player. And you're the only asset this team might be willing to give up because we know Vince isn't going anywhere. And my point being, John, is I would think, and again, I might be wrong. And again, at the risk of being repetitive, to what I've said a couple of times here, if Kyle Lowry's gone, depending on what shakes down in the draft, I think that you can't trade Fred Van Vliet and hand the keys to Malachi Flynn, Jalen Suggs, and not have Van Vliet and Lowry going into next season. So I think if you're looking at your three-headed monster right now, your three best players, the future for you as of today, OG Ananobi, um, Pascal Siakam, and Fred Van Vliet, I don't think you can move Fred Van Vliet without knowing what's happening with your point guard position. Mm -hmm. I, I think you'd be crazy to trade OG Ananobi based on, all the reasons we just talked about with Ben Simmons being the defensive player that he is and a shutdown guy who's just starting to scratch the surface of what he can do on a nightly basis offensively. And he's got the three point shot, let alone the slashing, and the athleticism going to the rim. So by proxy, by process of elimination, if there's one guy of the three, if, if there's one guy of the three that I might be willing to move or have to move. If I'm looking to make a deal of significance that is fetching me back an all-star in return or a significant player or significant hall in return by process of elimination maybe just maybe Siakam is the one guy that I might be willing to move I don't want to move but I'd be willing to move because I can't move the other two that's that's the way I would see it okay and Pascal's gonna be
3: poking his finger in your chest soon so yeah no here and maybe maybe this is
1: you know I'm I'm getting older here but in looking at things through a different light and I can
0: confirm that Devlin.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know I got the the gray hair going here what is a that? little bit. What is I that? I know. All Happens. Um but I I think we can all agree that the last 18 plus months um, have been extremely difficult. So Pascal um, becomes a first-time All-Star, not and and obviously the extension, and, and soon after that, uh, we get uh, a global pandemic, you know that's upon us, and as well as everything else uh, that's going on in the world and 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 in the in the U.S. and and you know he said you know coming back into the bubble how it was the first time like he he hadn't touched the basketball in a long time and. And it, 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 you know, coming back into the bubble, you could tell he struggled with that. Mm-hmm. And then, and then all of a sudden you, you know, a week before training camp, you go to Tampa, right. And uh, man, there's some ups and downs there, right. He leaves the floor early. We know what happens. It's a game. I mean, just all these different things kind of going on that we read as different signals and, you know, and, and Nick Nurse talks about Pascal with you know, playing with joy and juice, right? And, and there were moments where he had all of that, right? And, 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 but he's a young man um, that, you know, is experiencing some things for the first time. And do we allow him to experience that? Or do we just say, ah, you know, I, I mean, I'm one of those, hey, allow him to experience some things for the first time, see, you know, where he is at and, Um, I, I think for Pascal, there's a part of him that looks around and, and, you know, he's won a title, look at what he did, you know, in the playoffs. Right. And I know that everybody is he, you know, is he the guy, you know, I don't know that he has to be the guy. Right. I mean, I think we all recognize that there's what five of those around six of them, you know, maybe right. And even then you can, you can lose games. And um, how many guys do the team USA have and they lose to France. Right. And that's a whole other topic of conversation. Um, But, you know, I think it's okay to allow him to experience some of this and come out of the other side and let's see, and what would be more of a normal year. Okay. How does he respond? Is there, joy back in the game, being back in Toronto. I mean, I, I haven't seen a player since March the 11th at Nick nurse's foundation of 2020. Um, I've talked to Nick nurse. I've texted with Nick nurse. I've, you know, interviewed Nick nurse, but I haven't seen him face to face and, you know, forever. And, and so, I mean, there's just so many different things going on with well, our lives, that, you know, so I, I just, before we cast away oh you know pascal this at the other like hey um you know can we all agree that this past year you know that you're going to experience some things and and you know how do you manage your way through that and 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 he um, had covid
0: matt (laughs) he had covid too
1: so like that was a whole other
0: well yeah yeah i'm 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 appreciative of 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 um, obviously, all your opinions. Um, I, I I would recommend you know that if your broadcast career ends, a, a job with a PR company for all of basketball would be in order because you seem to love everybody. But let me put so let me put it before we let you guys go or kick you out, as the case may be. Siakam for Simmons, yes or no? Would you do it? E. Hmm. Straight Can't up. have no. both no no it doesn't make sense to have both no it does make sense to have both (laughs) i i you know
1: i i I would take both more than i i I would yeah
2: i would rather have both than just
1: swap them out i'm not i'm not not i'd rather have both question but (laughs) i i would take both of them and i keep kyle lowry
0: well, of and course you would. You're the captain of the PR department of everybody. You'd like to have every bleeping person you can possibly I, no, think of.
1: I'm on the record. I'm on the record of saying that if I was Phoenix, I would have taken Luka Doncic over DeAndre Ayton. Oh, DeAndre good, Ayton's been a great player. you, Captain
2: you. Obvious. Thank you, Captain <laughs> Obvious.
0: No kidding. <laughs> yes or no? Siakam for Simmons. This is your last chance, Devlin. Try and do it in one word. Yes or no? Both. no that's not the answer oh my god waste of time well it's been an um um, this conversation is really reflected i think exactly where we said it was going to be at the beginning of the conversation the raptors could go in a whole bunch of different directions and we have no clue which way they're going to go from the draft to free agency to trades um i think the whole league's like this right now bob I really do. I think, I think the whole NBA. I is. think the whole NBA yeah. is
3: up. It's 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 in a it's flummoxed. It's in a state of flux, like you well, wouldn't believe.
0: Well, I, and I, I think, think partly you know, to great, least, Yeah, go ahead, Bob. Sorry. Partly at least because two in my view, two surprising teams made it to the NBA final.
1: That's exactly and what when I. When happens, yeah, it. Yeah.
0: Everybody goes well. If they can do it, yeah, well, we can. Do I agree it. with you, Bob. And I hopefully it that. doesn't.
3: And hopefully it doesn't cost you as much money, because that's the thing that's driving things nuts: is how much money people are spending, and they're not getting the results. Oh,
0: I couldn't care yeah. less how much they spend. It's not. Really I know. Money,
1: yeah. But- look at if you look at the contracts of, of the team, right? You, you, you know, it's very much like the same thing in hockey, right? You're you're going to have you know three or four guys that are making X, and then you're going to have. A drop off to that middle ground. And then you're going to have a lot of, you know, sure minimums and And that's just the way things have emerged over the course of the last three, four years. Look at Milwaukee's contracts, right? I mean, that's just the way it's going to be. So, you know, the question is. Oh, right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah.
0: All right. We got to get out of here. Uh, Thank you, boys. Uh, Rest, relax. Uh, Devlin, rest your voice. You're going to get hoarse if you keep talking this much. <laughs> um, e, lovely to see you as always. We'll uh, bug you guys somewhere down the road. Uh, maybe sooner rather than later if things start, uh, things develop over the next uh, few days. Thanks, guys. We'll thanks. talk again. Thank you. Uh, back to Rapid after these messages. Again, our thanks to uh, Devlin and Smith uh, for uh, joining us on the program. A hockey note. Um, flurry traded to the blackhawks by the golden knights yeah i suppose we shouldn't be shocked by that
3: well george george told us a week ago bob that when we asked him is he going to start the season with flurry and leonard and he said he couldn't tell us yeah and it was all based on money it's all based on cap uh they have to sign some players like a guy like alex martinez on the blue line uh and somebody had to go and and um you know, Robin Leonard's under contract for four more years at five, just over five million dollars, and marc Andre Fleury has one year left at uh, just over seven. So, uh, it, uh, it, 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 there's some logic to marc Andre Fleury being in Chicago. I, I also think now that there's a a line of managers that are probably phoning Kelly McCrimmon saying, "Well, why didn't you phone us about marc Andre Fleury?"
0: You don't think for, he did for
3: a year. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll find out in the next few days how much he shopped him. Um, but uh, maybe it was lots of times managers find a deal they like and they don't go any farther.
0: I got nothing against Leonard, but um, I think they traded the wrong guy. Well, it,
3: uh, on the ice for now, yeah, you're right. But I don't think there's any question. I mean, and, and Mark andre Fleury was the fa- face of the franchise. The face of, of the that, franchise. A hundred percent but he's 37 and he's not going to play forever. And they, and I think they have to hope that Leonard's going to give them solid goaltending for four or five years. And that's just a, and by the way, and from, from the time they acquired Leonard, there was no question in Pete Demore's mind that Robin Leonard was his goalie of choice.
0: Oh, I don't doubt that. And I think that played a big, has played a big role in the fact that he has been kept and Flurry has been traded.
3: Yep. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, We'll uh, reconvene um, tomorrow at the uh, same time, which is whatever time you want to listen or watch this. Uh, For John Shannon, Bob McCowan, have yourselves a great day. Goodbye, everybody. (laughs)